This episode is being brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Sister Sunday Podcast. My name is Kim. And my name is Jay. And we're so excited to be back with yet another segment on Dear Podcasters. Can you hear us? This is the fourth segment. So we're making our way through it. Guys, we're giving out shout outs to so many podcasters. Podcasters, if you guys can hear us, leave us a like. Like and comment and show us some love and we'll definitely do the same. So let's go ahead and get started. But before we get started into the podcasters or podcasts that we heard for today's segment, I do want to give our podcasting fact. The fact is 94% of podcast listeners tune in while doing other tasks. That makes sense. I am definitely a part of that 94%. Yes, me too. Talk about talk about multitasking. It feels less like a job when you have to do other things with it. I'm not the type, like even sitting still through movies and long TV shows, I got to get up and do something. I got to throw a little razzle dazzle in there some way. So doing something while listening to podcasts is actually helpful for me. Yes, I believe that it helps your brain be in tune with whatever you're listening to and your body doing whatever you need it to do. So I'm definitely part of that 94%. My curiosity is what are y'all doing when y'all listening to podcasts? Well, what is it that you're doing? I know I'd be doing some crazy things sometimes like mm, I'm glad that nobody can see this while I'm listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, something simple like maybe driving, cooking, cleaning, uh, any extra shit. I can't think of it right now. But if that's what you do, that's what you do. Yeah, sometimes I'd be cutting the cuticles off my toenails <laughs> in weird positions as I'm listening to a podcast saying like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree. I agree. <laughs> All that's to say, thank you for that podcasting fact. It's very interesting. And I'm sure many can relate. Definitely. So let's go ahead and get into the meat of today's episode. As always, listeners, I don't know if you guys have heard our previous segments, but if you haven't, go check them out. But as always, we bring three podcasts or three podcasters of different podcasts, depending the variety, and we give them a listen. One of them, Kim and I listen to together. We choose two different episodes and we come and talk about them. The other two, Kim and I listen to them separately and we give a report on them. And of course, these are all podcasts or podcasters that we follow and they follow us on Instagram. So we have somewhat of a friendship going on, a connection. So if you want to be someone that we look into in the future, by all means, follow us on Instagram. If you are following us, and you want to be featured, show us some love and we may consider you. And if for whatever reason we don't, we will still show support back on Instagram. Yes, because we are all in community and we're in this together. (laughs) All about togetherness. (laughs) So since we're talking about togetherness and unity and blah, 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 let's go ahead and talk about the podcast we listen to together. Kim and I listen to Dear Gen Z podcast. Before we give any other detail, I had to look up what Generation Z was, what years it was encompassing. Let me tell y'all, 2012 is a cutoff year. Yes, and then after that is Generation Alpha. My daughter had to tell me because I was confused as hell. Yes, my daughter asked me, am I a Gen Z or am I a generation after? I'm like, girl, I think you're on the cusp. You're a cusp generation. 
97 to 2012 would put a person in the Gen Z category, I suppose. And with this podcast, from what I understand, it's a part of a thing called the Bridge Project. So it's like a whole project behind it. And they created this podcast in connection with it. Yes, it's almost like us in connection to So Tribe Publishing House. But the Bridge Project is a project that is focusing on uplifting, highlighting, and supporting mental well-being among the generation of Gen Z. So I thought that was so interesting. And I thought, wow, actually, I really, really want to hear this podcast under episodes. Well, I'm glad you showed it to me. I think they are very interesting. From what I get from it, they're only on Spotify. And <laughs> dummy me, I'm so used to Apple Podcasts. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and couldn't find them until I learned otherwise. They're not there, but that's okay. That's cool. The main host is Ryan, and she's a high school senior located in China. And I just want to say that Ryan, that girl is smart. That's a very intelligent young lady. And I, I hate to be that person. Usually high schoolers are not that intellectual, but she showed me otherwise. I was thinking that too. I was thinking about how much it would be fun to have a conversation with her about the topics that she's having conversation with other teenagers. And that made me feel so happy and so full of hope with the new generation of Gen Z. I know we are the old heads to them, but to hear that these conversations are being had and topics like these are being covered, that made me so excited. That made me feel like there is hope in the generation. There are some parents out there that did their damn thing with these children. Yeah, and not to jump ahead, but she did mention in one episode how people make comments about Gen Z not having a future. People who make those comments are wrong, especially if they have the mindset of rhyme or if they have the mindset of the guests that she bought on who know how to articulate themselves and form valid opinions. Yeah, they have a future. We shouldn't say things like that to them. Yeah, we should not. If anything, we should uplift them because they are going to be solving most of the problems that we have faced and that we have inherited from the old heads. They are also going to be the ones changing our pampers when we get older, putting us in nursing homes. So we should be nice to them. I don't want to go to a nursing home. I'll just go to Kim's house. Bitch, you better find me first because my old ass going to be gone. <laughs> Bitch, I can find you anywhere, Kirby shop. <laughs> 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 Enough of this. Don't worry about where Kim gonna be at when she's 80, but I'll be around. Uh, <laughs> episode six, we had a debate about modern feminism, transgenderism, the body, and I didn't catch the rest of the title, but we listened to episode six. Yes, that episode was really, really interesting. And who was the who was the one that she brought on? Prisha. She's located in India and she is a young writer and a creative director. Yes, another young lady that absolutely blew my mind. I was so fascinated by listening to this episode. It was about an hour, 11 minutes, but on speed 2.0, it felt like a quick breeze of air. I listened to it at normal speed, but I didn't mind that because they had very good dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's give them a glimpse of what this episode was truly about but not give it all away because listeners, you guys should really go and listen to their episode. Any episode that they have would be great. Without giving it away, they mention a lot about TikTokers using mental health disorders as it's a fad, like it's a trend. And that's problematic. 
Wait, are we talking about the same episode? Because episode six was about transgenderism. Yeah, they mentioned it in both episodes. In that point in the other episode too. In both episodes about different content, they talked about TikTok. But this one talked more about how TikTokers use anxiety and depression as a way to boost their views and their likes or however the fuck TikTok works. It goes to fill your dopamine bucket for the day. That's how all social media works. They talked about that. They also talked about body positivity, which they made some good points and I see why they felt that way. But a lot of what they said, I did not agree with. What did you agree with? Dear Gen Z podcast, we love you, but we respectfully disagree. But you know what? I think the reason I disagreed is because me being a millennial, I have different opinions and I see things differently versus then how they see it. Ryan mentioned how people are being praised for being overweight. I don't see that. I see big donkey booties getting praised, not overweight people. So what is she talking about? It also made me think about the difference in cultural viewing of American culture too, because she also talked about feminism. And in that episode towards the later half of the episode, they get into this idea of what really is feminism. And I didn't agree with what Rhyme was saying in terms of what feminism is and how she viewed it. But it made me think about this. Once again, environment has a lot to do with perception. And if you grow up outside of the United States, you perceive the United States very differently than when you are in the United States and you're part of this culture. So I think when I was listening to this episode, I kept remembering the discernment that we have to have when we are talking about different experiences and how we view things because of our environment. When listening to the part about feminism, I did think about you because you and I have had conversations about that. So what was it exactly, if you remember, that Ryan said that you didn't really agree with on that topic? She said something along the lines of she doesn't feel like feminism is truly for equality of women. From what I gathered, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, so by all means, if I misunderstood, please forgive me. But from what I gathered was that she asked Prisha, are you a feminist? And it made me think about you and I, how we've had this conversation before. And Prisha said yes. And she went on explaining why she felt that she was a feminist and why she stood in that feministic definition. And Ryan was like, I understand. I respect it. I don't feel that I'm a feminist. And I don't feel like I'm a feminist because in my society, in the Chinese society, I don't see that difference between men and women. And from what I understood is that she understood her society to be a rather fair or rather stable and equitable society. I just had a problem with that because China? There may be some things about China that we don't know. And that's why Ryan feels that way. However, when looking at both sides about this whole, am I a feminist? I was leaning more towards Ryan's side. Like I kind of feel like her, don't stick that title on me. So I kind of understood where she was coming from. Yeah, I get it. I think she kept going back to this idea of feminism also includes people that are completely like super uber feministic. They want to overtake male dominance. Like they don't want no male existing. And at the same time, I don't believe that's necessarily true for our people who label themselves as feminists. 
I think the fact that you are a female body should make you a feminist. And I had to look up the statistics in China too. Do women truly have the same pay rate as men in China? And that is far from the truth. So I was a little bit confused as to, well, what is it that you're using as an example to claim that you're not interested in this idea of feminism and how it affects you in the culture of China? Okay, maybe it's how things are having a play on her and her family because some Chinese people don't stick to the traditional ways and do their own thing. So that may be why she thinks that way. And it might be, and I thought it was very interesting. I'm like, wow, there's probably, once again, her perception, her environment might lead her to think this way. But nonetheless, it's interesting to hear these perceptions and these different ideas because they're valid. Now, one thing I did like that Prisha did because they talked about the stereotypes of feminists being very, misandrist and feminist being hateful towards men. I'm glad that Prisha mentioned that neglecting men is not what feminism stands for. Yes. And we have to remember that sometimes. Yes. Quite honestly, I was rather taken back by this like, connotation of feminism that was negatively derived from this type of conversation because feminism is not going against a male. Or at least to me, it's not in my perception of what feminism is. It's not that. For me, feminism is saying, I am a woman and I have the right to be a woman in today's society, period. Does that mean that I'm as strong as a man? No, that means that I understand my femininity and my energy and my power in that. And I want the people that are part of society to respect that and honor that as well as I honor other people as well. I'm still a bit iffy about it. I understand both sides. Both of them made very valid points. I personally don't think feminism was really made black women, but that's a different story for a different time. But nonetheless, I really value their opinions and I really respect it. No, no, let's bring it back. Bring that in back. I think that's so fair. I think that's so fair. And that's something that really wasn't even considered in that conversation. It was considered just a little bit. But when we talk about feminism, we have to talk about it in different layers. Does it affect black and brown women? because the feministic movement did not happen with black and brown women at the forefront. And it has never centered black and brown women at the forefront. Ryan brought up this topic of feminism. She believes that true feminism happens when there is some sort of equality, when men and women are getting paid the same. And she asked this question, if they start getting paid the same, does that mean that feminism has reached its goal? And I thought that was such an interesting question. And I, don't, I naturally think that the answer is no. Feminism doesn't just happen when someone is getting paid the same as a different bodied person. I agree. The answer would be no. There's more to feminism than getting me paid more. We still get treated like shit walking down the street. We still get hurt. Harassed, maybe not harassed as much as men, but we still get harassed. There's many levels to it outside of what's on my paycheck. So Girl. once we get that figured out, we still got a whole lot to do. Yes. Talk about the health system, how black women die at disproportionate rates compared to their counterparts while giving birth, while doing something that only women can do. That right there is feminism at its finest. For people to believe that feminism is so singular and one-dimensional, it it scares me. <laughs> no, those are people who are just jumping on a bandwagon, not really knowing what's to it. 
if it sounds good at the moment, they want to be caught in the mess. That's all. I really genuinely appreciate the conversation that was being had. I applaud them for them to be so young and having these type of conversations. That only tells me by the time that they're 30, they will fully grasp ideas of society and ways that society works and potentially change them. I was very, 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 very motivated by this podcast. Motivated and very fucking impressed. Especially yes. when they <laughs> when it got on the topic of transgenderism, there were so many things that never crossed my mind about that. And after hearing them, I was like, oh, they taught my old ass something. Ah, that's so cute. I like that section. It reminded me of a case that went to the Supreme Court regarding bathrooms and whether or not it was a good idea to have a bathroom for transgender people and the offset of that. They talked about how it could trickle down and it could be a negative effect. And it reminded me of that. So I got that flashback and I'm like, oh, this is such a great conversation to hear young people having. I'm so excited. I felt the same way too. Made me feel like they're paying more attention than what we think they are. But it's good though. They're forming their own opinions. Mm -hmm. And even when they got into further discussion about the whole spa situation or the bathroom and being post-op, that shit never crossed my mind. It shocked me when they first made their statement about, yeah, if they're post-op, it's okay. I got a little offended. Like, hold on now, what y'all mean? (laughs) That sounded a little shallow. And then when they further explained, I was like, oh, I like, I like. So very surprising. Yeah, I'm so happy and I'm so proud. I know we have very little weight in that level of proudness, but it's so nice. It's so refreshing to hear podcasters and podcasts out there really truly making their space something that is theirs. And it feels like this is truly for them. And we're just audience and applauding you from the peanut gallery over here. Applauding loud and hard. Really, yes. really happy with it. We're both moms, so we're a whole Chris Jenner out here saying, sweetie, you're doing great. <laughs> now, I will say this. I would definitely have my daughter listen to their podcast. She's only 11. Oh, God, it's already April? Damn. She'll be 12 next month. Seeing that she is Gen Z and she already has an idea of who she is and have her own opinions about certain situations... I think listening to this podcast may be a little inspiration for her. So if we ever get a chance, I will definitely listen to it with her. Yes, for sure. I kept thinking about my kid during this whole podcast and thinking to myself, if this is how these people are being based at 16, 17 during their high school years, I can't wait to hear my daughter and her opinions at that time because I am raising her to be thinking about things that matter in the world. And I can't wait to hear her impact. So this gave me a little bit of a snippet of how my daughter can be in the future. So I definitely will be having her listen to this along with me. Absolutely. I love to see it. So that was that episode, episode six. Oh, we spent a lot of time on one episode. We got to bring it back. It was a lot to unpack in that episode. And that's the thing too, for them to be so young, their episodes are very fulfilling. It's not mediocre. Is not surface level. This is deep conversation with teenagers. There's a lot to unpack. So yes, we had a lot to say. Let's go ahead and move on to the next episode we listened to. Episode three, the social media rabbit hole. Before we get started, I'm actually surprised that you chose episode three versus like episode eight. 
listeners, I don't know if you guys heard the first segment of this, but in the first segment, she said that she does the easiest thing, which is choose the latest two episodes and look at her scrolling. Trying something new. So I went all the way down to episode three. Tell us, what was episode three about? So this time, Ryan was with another guest named Laura, who's also another teenage podcaster. And they talked about social media and the impact it has on youth, the impact it has on the world. And Ryan also talked about how social media is blocked in China. So she has different ways like Twitter and things like that to connect with people. So I thought that was interesting conversation. Yeah, for sure. Once again, to look at it from the perspective of younger people, we are the generation that created all of this stuff. So to hear how the younger generation is affected by this and it's used, I thought that was so interesting. I thought that was interesting too. And again, she made me look at social media a little different. I'm not saying it made me completely change my opinion about social media, but it definitely had me looking at some things sideways. Ooh, like what? What are we looking at sideways? For example, the whole movement with Black Lives Matter that happened at the beginning of the pineapple outside. You see how (laughs) (laughs) people instantly change their profile pictures to Black Lives Matter and support Black people, all these things Black, right? And as it got quiet and time moved on, they changed their profile pic back to whatever, like it never happened. And even though, yes, that's a way of showing your support on social media, you're not doing the work outside of social media. So that whole profile pic thing didn't really serve a purpose. Mm, Don't they have a title for that? Social media activism? Yes, that's what they called it. I am that person. I'll look through a person's page going back to that time frame. And I'll check and see if they have a Black Lives Matter post. And if they don't, I'll kind of look at them sideways like, "Mm, were you sleep those two months? Like, where were you? But (laughs) when they broke it down, (laughs) when they broke it down in their episode, I'm like, well, when you put it that way, yeah, that picture doesn't really matter. If they were doing work outside of social media and it never made it that way to the streets of social media, I would never know. That doesn't change who they are as a person, what they stand for. So... I will stop scrolling, searching for Black Lives Matter stuff on people's pages. She says she's going to stop. Listeners, we should take a poll. Do you think Kim will stop? I think not. I put $20 on it. Kim, you put no money on you? Girl. I said I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) She put zero on this, but. (laughs) Uh, There was that. Absolutely. More work should be done outside of social media. And they also talked about how social media brings out jealousy in people. And that is absolutely true. I agree with them on that. I agree with that a thousand percent. I really enjoyed what Laura said about taking breaks from social media and respecting people that take breaks and have that autonomy to take breaks. I found that to be such a anecdote to all of this the jealousy the politics the black lives matter wannabes the pandering just know that there is life outside of social media that is just one dimension of this world that's true but people tend to forget that you know how social media like a rabbit hole it tends to grab you and pull you in and you forget what's really going on around you so you have any ability to separate from that yeah a break would be very beneficial Yeah, it talks about how we need to teach our younger generations, the ones that are growing up 
in this. You know how we said we created this. Our kids are growing up in this. And I think it's so important to teach them that discipline. Social media is not media that is social. It has its benefits too. Look at how Ryan talked about making connections with people everywhere on Twitter. So it has its benefits, but at the same time too, we have to teach our kids how to use it in that positive light. All that to say, they made some very valid points and that's another episode that I really appreciate them putting together. Mm -hmm. Yes, I really appreciated that too. They talked about how social media can sometimes be a mirror of bias too. And how we have to be careful to not get into the mindset of, well, I heard it from social media, therefore it must be true this specific way. I hate that. That's the worst shit somebody can tell me. That makes my skin crawl when people tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on Facebook, so it must be true. Oh, I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I don't know if you guys know, but Google is free. Always double check your sources. Please leave Twitter, Instagram alone when you want to do some resources checkings. I enjoyed it. I wish they were on Apple so I can follow them, but it's okay. I'll continue to listen on Spotify. Oh, I follow them on Spotify. Hey, can they really be our best friends? I feel a little odd asking younger people. That's also something that I noticed with this podcast. I'm like, wow, I feel so old. <laughs> okay, I felt like that too. I felt like they aged me a little bit. But that's okay, because even though there's an age gap, they were saying some pretty solid shit. So I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say friends, maybe say associates. We can be associates with younger people. Yeah, for sure. Hello, associates. Hello from across the pond. I hope you're doing well in China, girl. How are you doing? Well, there you go. There's Dear Gen Z. Let's go ahead and get into the podcast I listen to. Yes, let's go ahead and hear it. I've been waiting for this podcast review for a little bit. The podcast I listen to is called Soul Sister Sleep Meditations. I've been listening to her since December, and I found her on an accident trying to find our podcast page on Apple, and I found hers instead. And what really caught my attention was her description, saying that she makes meditations for Black and Indigenous women to help reconnect with our inner states of mind, body, and soul. That right there had me hooked. Aww. You had me sold. It's so beautiful. <laughs> That's so specific and so beautiful. I love it. So you said you've yeah. been listening to them since December? Yeah, because we have released our second episode, our first or second episode. And I was trying to find us and I found her. And I was like, oh, that's not us, but I like her. So I've been listening to her ever since. Ah, <laughs> that's so cute. Okay, so then what kind of episodes does she put out? And what's her um, name? Has, oh, yes. Her name is Tispora, a Black woman named Tispora. She lived in Japan for six years and recently moved back to the U.S. She came on back to the ghetto. That's what I call the U.S., the ghetto. She's back here. And the episodes each have a different theme. One for self-love, one for your inner child, one for confidence, one for prosperity. She has different meditations for different things. Oh, that's cute. So what do you do with them? Do you listen to them while you're sleeping or do you do a meditation before you go, go to sleep? Like what is the expectation out of these? And how long are they? The proper way to meditate is no more than 10 minutes. The actual meditation itself is like 10 minutes and maybe like two or three minutes of her talking or telling us what's going on in her life, something like that. So I would say the longest episode is maybe 15 or 20 minutes. 
and you can listen to them how you see fit. She has one specifically for sleep, so I do listen to that one when I'm trying to go to sleep. You can listen to them throughout the day as well. The one I listened to recently, which made me cry, was the inner child <laughs> healing meditation. And I listened to that while I was working and I had to stop multiple times because I got really teary-eyed. So you can oh. listen to them how you see fit. Oh, at your own discretion, please. This reminds me of my practice in hypnosis. And I sometimes cry when I'm in the middle of hypnosis or when I'm done with hypnosis. So I'm guessing it's the same wavelength and the same type of frequency that you're trying to connect to. And that's so beautiful. I love that. Shout out to you, girl. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And I think about hypnosis sometimes when listening to some of her episodes. But the inner child, inner little girl healing one will definitely make you cry. And I did write down the affirmation that she says in this one. Make us cry on the air. <laughs> I'm just going to give you the affirmation. If it make you cry, I'm sorry. But the affirmation. I am wonderfully made. I am valuable. I am lovable. I am Black. And I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am a gift to the world. I am Black girl magic. I will magic in my words. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, that reminds me of my daughter. Now I want her to listen to this episode too. I highly recommend. I love her. And I was scrolling through her YouTube of her adventures in Japan. And her voice is very soothing. She's a very positive person. Girl, that's, that's my friend. I'm going to find out where in the U.S. she at and maybe make a trip out there. I got to meet her. <laughs> Hello, girl. Don't take my Carisha. But hey, girl. <laughs> And let's not go stalking people. Hold on. I'm coming with my car. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, sisters, sleep meditations. Highly recommend. I love it. I'll continue to listen to it. Yeah, that sounds so beautiful. I love that idea. And it talks about versatility in podcasting, too. We have yet to come across a podcast that does this, in my view. Ah, I'm so happy that you brought her forth. This makes me so excited. Because podcasting is not just one singular section of life. Podcasting is for everyone and anybody that wants to have a conversation about the things that they love. And that's all that matters. You have to have love and passion for the podcast that you're trying to create. Well, I feel the love and passion in what she creates. So Ooh, keep doing girl. it. I'll be looking out for more. We love you, girl. I listen to intersectional conversations. And this is a podcast with resources and a community for students of color and first-generation students. And this idea behind intersectional conversations is to bring about a lot of different topics that are relating to people of color, specifically Latinas or Latinos, and the culture of growing up Latina and the struggles that Latinos face. Right away, this podcast really touched home for me. And so I was only able to listen to two episodes because per our requirements. And the first episode that I listened to was Aquí Estamos, Latinas with Masters. And I love that episode. That made me feel so excited and so fulfilled with my identity as a Latina because I do have a master's. And in this episode, woman that created this organization to help Latinas in getting their higher education and just being support 
and cheering Latinas on to get their higher education. She comes on and talks about her struggle and the project that she took on. We follow her on Instagram after this episode because <laughs> I was so excited to learn more. It was a quick episode. It wasn't that long. They talk about her experience and which, why she decided to open this type of venture up and it made me so excited to hear this and I wish I would have known about this when I was getting my master's because the higher that Latinas get up in education and I'm sure this is also true for the black community the higher we get up in education the less we see our people the less we are we are in population with our people and this episode particularly they talk about how Latinas specifically want to do like Latina studies or something related to the community. And yet you don't see a lot of your people in those type of spaces. So are we truly being represented? And the answer is no. Yes, there are more Latinas nowadays that hold masters, but damn it, that's because our parents and our great grandparents gave up a lot of sacrificial things and we're still sacrificing to get higher education. In this episode, I was poking out my chest like, that's me. I'm part of that statistic. That's true. I like that you mentioned how we tend to forget our people when we climb up the ladder. I wonder if some people do it on purpose. Like, you know how some people, as they navigate through life, have different experiences and meet new people, it's not like they intentionally forget the others. So I just question that sometimes with people. Yes, I think about it this way, too. You can't really bring everybody to every section of your life. Sometimes you do have to let go of people to make space for more people that are going to meet you in your next part and are going to be able to elevate you to the next part. Not necessarily because you're an opportunistic person or anything like that. It just happens with energy. Your energy upgrades. You find someone who's on that same vibration that is doing the same thing you are. And guess what? You guys have a connection. Some of my really good friends that I have found in my life have been because I have upgraded the circumstances that I'm in. And it's not a negative, it's not a positive, it's just, it is what it is. And I enjoy them because they bring a different perspective to me that I otherwise wouldn't have if I stayed in the same vibration that I was when I was 19 per se. This is a very good way to sum it up. And then I listened to the next episode, which was very heartbreaking to me. And it really, really stuck with me and this podcast. So the next episode that I listened to was their latest episode, which was about an hour and 10 minutes. And this one was Heart to Heart, Domestic Violence, Sexual Assault, and Child Abuse with guest Gabby from YWCLA. And in this episode, they talk about how in the Latino community, all these things can happen around domestic violence, sexual assault, child abuse, but yet, it doesn't get talked about. It gets hushed. It gets, the man is correct. Let's cover up for the man. Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about Bruno. (laughs) (laughs) Let's lighten that up because this episode did make me cry. To be completely honest with you, it really brought me back to my community and my raising in a Latino household. And it reminded me so much of why sometimes I feel so isolated from my own community. And I'm glad that this podcast exists because there are many Latinos out there, including myself, that are part of the community. We're making change. We're making that statistic. We're making our mark that is loud and proud 
but yet we don't feel connected to our community because of the things that have happened to us because our community has turned their back on us and this podcast brought that forth and it's helped me look at my community in a different type of light and i appreciate that i love to hear it i really love to hear it it's one of those podcasts not to say that you're a lonely person but if someone is alone, it makes them feel like they do have someone they can relate to. It gives that that friendly, warm feeling. Yes, and it made it seem like I'm not crazy. Like this stuff is not just happening to me in my household. You went through this too. It happened, you saw it this way, it's being handled this way. It made me feel so heard and validated as being a Latina and I appreciate that. And it reminded me so much of the Latina energy, The the community at the beginning of their podcast they have little birds chirping you know how we have our music drop they have little birds chirping and they talk in my in my accent and I don't know about you but when I hear my accent and other people that really excites me like oh you two talk like me (laughs) (laughs) well I don't know if I have an accent I've been told I talk fast so that's about it but I get it. <laughs> I guess it would be the equivalent of Ebonics. If somebody starts speaking Ebonics, you're going to be like, girl, say no more. Let me switch up too. <laughs> well, it depends on who's speaking Ebonics, but it's not about me right now. <laughs> Ooh, it depends. That is true. Well, let's say a person of color that looks very identical to you starts doing it. I'm sure you'll find that type of like, huh, I can relate. Are you a good person? Can I trust you? etc etc but it's that Mm -hmm. identity issue it's that identity like I see you you see me we're both here and we're taking space together and that's so beautiful I I really felt that love and that connection with the podcast oh that's good that's really good I do want to say too I'm glad you found that type of podcast of women who look like you you and I had like a little conversation maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, recently, (laughs) you and I had a conversation about how we find all these white podcasters. We find all these black podcasters, but it's not often we find podcasters of the Latino community and you found one and they sound like they're great people. So I'm really glad you did. Yeah, I think that's why I was crying because I'm like, I found my people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. I really enjoyed their name too. I think the idea of intersectionality in things is so important to look at. Yes, I agree. That's becoming a thing now. Everything has to be intersectional. Because it matters. They do have a podcast, blog, and community for people of color and first-generation students and professionals. They do host other podcasts. And the other ones that they host is Latina Chica Speaks and Malcriada Queer Mommy which I will have to check out as well. But this specific podcast, I'm in love with. I guess, give me more. I also really enjoy the bloopers at the end. Sometimes the two episodes that I heard, you can hear the bloopers at the end. And one of them is like, I'm gonna stop recording. (laughs) And I'm like, girl, we hear you. (laughs) Okay, so they have fuck ups, like we have fuck ups. (laughs) And that makes me feel so connected to them. Like, girl, no worries, I'm here next week. Well, we'll definitely have to make sure we give them their proper recognition on our page. And I we covered all of them. We have Dear Gen Z, we have Soul Sister Sleep Meditations, and we have Intersectional 
Conversations podcast. All great podcasts. We absolutely love listening to you guys. Continue making awesome content. You guys have new listeners. Listeners, check them out. Give them love. Support them. Allow them to continue. Allow them to feel energetic to continue these type of content and these creations because they so deserve to continue and be part of this community. It's all about support and they deserve all of it. So shout out to all of them. Now, before we go, well, before I ask the big question, before we go, just want to touch on a few things real quick. You can find us at Soul Sister Sunday Podcast on Instagram or on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. And since we are in the process of still cleaning up our page, if you want us to follow you back on Instagram, you have to interact with us. Send us a message, like something, comment on something, show us you're a real person. We'll definitely follow you back. Now, dear podcasters, can you hear us? This episode has been brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House.